I'm Lauren. <laughs> and I'm Annie. And welcome, welcome to Barf Barf. <laughs> so today is episode whatever and we are winging it. <laughs> Which is very much what uh, we do on most episodes. And we also can't stop cracking each other up because we just <laughs> ate some berry crumble from Run Fast Eat Slow Cookbook and both of us have teeth that are pretty much black and blue and every time we smile we notice how We're just laughing at each other's disgusting black teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just to give you an image where it said I look like Hexus from the movie Rain uh, oh, Fern Gully. Yes. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's gross. It's, it's really, really gross. <laughs> there are so many, like, weird things, I think, culminating in uh, our recording today. So, one, we don't usually record on a Sunday evening. Right. It's raining outside. Yep. You're kind of fighting a cold. Yep. We just had a hilariously teeth-staining uh, yes, dessert. Um, dessert. It's kind of cold outside, despite yeah. the fact that it's... It, this is still, like, still time s- hot time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, three days ago, it was uh, 92. We'll still get another blast, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. I know we will. But, yeah. But, so yeah. I'm in, I've been wearing socks, pants, a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt, and a ski cap all day long. And I went to yoga with Lauren this morning, and I'm still kind of wearing the same garments as also, I was. Also me. Yeah, let's, good. Let's be real. Good, good, good. I may have had a sauna session in there, too. Oh, Yum. I changed. I changed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, as far as you I, know, I wouldn't judge you. I'm looking at your teeth right now, and I still want to be your friend. <laughs> so, just want to set that up as a primer for this could be an extra. This could be an extra weird one, but I guess mm-hmm. again, they're all they're all pretty <laughs> extra weird. weird. They've, they've, yeah, no one knows what our plan is. It's good. You guys. Don't I like to imagine us just carrying this tirade on for an hour and never really <laughs> never getting to anything, anything, and then getting to the end of being like. Have a good day! <laughs> you know, Thanks for joining us! I don't actually mind that so much on podcasts. I, I really... I've been listening... I'm not plugging this at all, but I've been listening... Plug li- it! Dude, okay. plug it. Plug I've it. been listening to Armchair Expert with uh, Dax Shepard. Okay. Who I always want to call Zach Braff. Blonde <laughs> um, Zach Braff. Yeah. He's yeah. like mud... Well, one of them is a mud other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain what that means. <laughs> but I really like his interviews because he interviews all these extremely famous people and they don't have an outline. He doesn't have a plan. And I just like the way I like to listen to really famous people talk like they would normally talk as opposed yeah. to being like, yeah, uh, working on X-Men was really hard. You know, mm-hmm. it was really challenging to work with a big cast and crew. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, like my, you know, my wife farts in her sleep. Like, it's just, I really like when they meander about and the interviews are like two and a half hours long. That said, I also hate Joe Rogan for doing the same exact thing. So, and oh man, I shouldn't say hate Joe Rogan on any podcast because I'm sure yeah, he's like just the king of podcasts. Thanks for tuning in for the last episode. <laughs> it was of really Park. nice hanging out with you guys while we did. Blacklisted and black teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just have been watching the Elon Musk stuff blow up this week and I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's, so, it's funny, that is not the podcast plug I thought you were going to give because I'm like, Deep in a podcast hole with oh. Backpacker Radio. Oh, I'm like I'm deep in, in there. I'm so fully in. Uh, I feel like we are we represent a multitude of interests, not just ultra running and or women running or orienteering. Uh, we're starting to dip our toes into backpacking stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I think with FKTs or fastest known times, like uh, those two worlds are really like mushing together in mm-hmm. a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. And it's funny listening to backpacker radio and listening to people that have done through hikes talk about Mm -hmm. getting into ultra running oh yeah and uh vice and just knowing ultra runners that are getting into through hiking in the future and the thing that i like about their podcast as well is that it's it's very much just like riffing like it It is like and the ones that are whiskey fueled are you know pretty pretty excellent but it's just them kind of like sitting around and babbling for a bit and it's just it's all different hikers from all different trails yeah and they send in their recordings on topics yeah and we should have birth barf correspondence that would be cool. oh my god i, I would, would actually like that hear. i would actually like that even more than doing more interviews Me because too. i think it's yeah the more impromptu and informal you can get i think the better send us your field recordings yeah post haste yeah yeah so don't ask how to do it just do ask. it just ma- mail it just Just pay pay for mailing. It It has to be postmarked by next week. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. So glad, glad we got that taken So care. good. So we've riffed for a good solid 15 minutes, you know. Oh, I'm not, not done with not riffing. Really. No, no, no. No, I'm not done riffing. Um, uh, we just have to make it an hour without actually covering any real topics. But well, yeah. This, so, is not an, uh, this is not an ultra-related relate, ultra topic, but I've, I've been bitten by... Well, I was bitten by the Appalachian Trail bug many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, it, to me, it's just always held some mystery and wonder. And also, there's just some part of me that enjoys communal living. And I know that there's a lot of loneliness on the AT. But, like, I just want to be around strangers a lot. And lately, I've been feeling like each part, each segment of my life has had some component where I, like, communed with complete strangers. Like, as a kid, I went to Christian youth camp all the time. And I was obsessed with it. It had nothing to do with Christianity at all. It was just, like... Community. Intensely community, yeah. And then, uh, you know, later is, like, in theater was, like, like we just hang out with a bunch of people that aren't your family for a super long period of time. And then as an adult, I've done things like Wilder with Lauren Fleshman. And I've done things like Hot Run Hut with Ricky Gates. And I just, I want to be sleeping near people that I don't know. I want to be sleeping with strangers. Yeah, that's one of the things Lauren and I have in common. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Annie doesn't like strangers, but she loves adventure, and she's willing to tolerate strangers yes. for the sake of adventure. Also, I, and I was just having this conversation with somebody, um, which I, I actually, this is kind of a good segue. So I've been in Oregon for two weeks, and one of those weeks was spent crewing a group of seven people that were doing the Wonderland Trail, which is a approximately 85-mile trail that goes around the base of Mount Rainier. And I was having a conversation with one of those seven people about how I don't like talking to new people and they were very surprised by that and I was like I I was like however I was like I really like my inner circle of people and I was like I understand that to go from to get people in the inner circle at some point I have to talk to strangers yeah and I, I love that. I just don't like the in-between stuff. Like, I don't like small talk with people. Like, mm-hmm. I literally like to be like, hello, what is your name? And what is your biggest regret in life? And yeah. how can I help you rectify that? Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. I mean, just like the deep down stuff. I don't, I have a hard time like going into a room for the full initial, of people. the initial uh, breaking down. Yeah. 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 For me, like, for me, strangers are only strange for an extremely limited amount of time. <laughs> And then but that's what I think they're you my like, friends. though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Strangers are only strange for five minutes, and then I'm like, okay, now we're friends forever. Yeah, you're like a Pokemon trainer with strangers. You're like, <laughs> gotta catch them all. <laughs> gotta catch them all. <laughs> so I think that's what's been missing in my life, is that... You know everyone. Ca- you caught them all? I ca- no, you need the- to get the limited edition <laughs> AT just need, Pokemon. I just need 4,000 more AT Pokemon <laughs> for my collection. <laughs> Because I think I've fully collected all of the Columbus ones. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, this is why I feel like it would be hard for me to ever move. Because, like, the juiciness of living in the same place for 20 years is manifested by, one. like, I drive an hour and a half away. I run out into the woods. And six people ride a bike past me and go, hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Or then I go to brunch this morning and the owner of the you know, of the restaurant comes up behind me and puts her arm on around me and she's like, so nice to see you guys here. You haven't been here in a little while. Love that shit. Yeah. I need community. Like the mayor of Columbus. I love it. I need community. I want to be the mayor of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Yeah. So, so bad. It, that's totally in your vein. So podcast recommendations. Yes. Check. Check. Uh, through hike, touching on that. Check. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's another discipline that we're not representing. Or we're not we're not covering. We haven't mentioned beer mile is definitely a discipline that beer we're mile. very interested yes. in. We're very yeah. intense about. We've yeah. done a lot of them. When we get there, we mean business. And when I mean when I say business, I mean we come in sparkly booty shorts. Yeah. You know it's funny. I was looking at so one of the, I, I have so many things I want to just get out right now. <laughs> so we have the Barkley Fall Classic coming up next weekend, which is so exciting. Doo-doo-doo. So exciting. This is this is kind of like a murky event of the year. Yes. Every year. Yes, it is. No matter what else is going on, BFC is not like a just show up and see how things go no. race for us. No. Um, I couldn't do it last year because of a stress reaction in my leg, so I'm super stoked to be there this year. So one of the things we end up doing before races is if it's a race we've done before, we look at what our training and fitness was like mm-hmm. before having done the event before. So I was looking at the uh, Barkley Fall Classic 2016, which is the last time I did it, and looking at the training I did for that year. Mm-hmm. And I did a beer mile. We did. 
I shouldn't say I, we did a beer mile like two weeks before BFC in 2016, which is kind of crazy to me. And also, I did it in a 9.30. (gasps) Oh, yeah. You beat me pretty heartily because I blew chunks. Yeah. And when I looked at my time, because I looked at my workout notes. 9.30. Yeah. And my non-drinking time. It's like a whole minute faster than my last one. It's like a 6.30 (gasps) when I wasn't drinking. Yeah. Yeah. But also that I did that two weeks before BFC, like, I'm not saying a beer mile, like, is equivalent to running a half marathon or something no. right before a big race, but it is not free. No, it's not free. <laughs> it's not free. Pounding the pavement at 6.30 is, while chugging beers is not free to anyone's <laughs> body. This is a terrible idea. Well, we've also done such hellacious and idiotic things as running BFC in 2015 and then yeah. the next weekend, running Not Your Mama's 100, which is... It has 18,000 feet of gain. It's in Ohio, and it may make you want to think that it would be flat, but it's 18,000 feet of gain. So we did, like, what, nearly 30,000 feet of gain in eight days? Yeah. And I, I've had 600 attempts, three... God, was that in 2016? 15. 15. It was the first year we ever the did... The first year we ran BFC, we mm-hmm. thought... Idiots. Well, we all, I think I also didn't know how much I cared about BFC yeah. until the years went by. That's true. I just thought and we it was cared like, a whole lot about Not Your Mamas initially, too. We did, and it's funny because I think of all my 100 milers, that was probably a very challenging one in general, like just elevation and everything-wise, but like I think that's the most free 100... No, that's not true. Yeah, that is true. It's the most free 100 miler I've had because... I did not want to quit. It was like, there was no bargaining with anyone to quit at any point during that. No, but you were a little panicky because remember when I, thought I was I only like had four hours to finish my last lap. Yeah, and I and I think that was also part of. So we kind of tried to run not your mamas together, and a Radiohead song came on and ended all that. Yes, that's what I said. A Radiohead song came on when I was playing music, and it, yeah. it drove it, it drove, drove me Lauren away. away. <laughs> but that I mean that wasn't like. I thought I might die, I thought I might puke, that I might give up, like... No, but I, I think you... Th- I remember you telling me that you thought I was, like, too... I was being too chill about it, because I think you were starting to feel like you were I was in gonna a miss time crunch already. Yeah. yeah. But that's the... I mean, hurrying is not, to me, an indication of having a bad time No, no, that's true. And even at Ozarks, where everything pretty much went perfectly, I still definitely thought about giving up yeah. at, like, mile 80, because I went to sleep on a rock. Yeah. Rushing's not a bad time. Vomiting no. and diarrhea yeah. is a bad time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know how I... Sorry. I got off on a little spur there, but BFC. Yes, yes. BFC. So, I think... I, I, I definitely take it way more seriously than I ever have... For better or worse, because... Worse. Probably worse. I mean, the obsession <laughs> she's, she's level... She's wigging out in a, a really great and newbie way, which is exciting. Newbie way? Yeah. And I don't mean, like... I don't mean you don't know what you're doing. Explain I yourself, mean, bitch. I mean, like, the enthusiasm <laughs> that comes with running a race for the first time. Because it's it's easy after you run it a couple times to be like, I don't I know. Like, I don't know. No, I think the stakes are just too high from this time. I think yeah. in all previous years it was like, yay, this, oh, and I finished. Yay. And then, oh, and I finished. Yay. And yeah. now it's like, if you don't finish, this is, like, you will want to die. This yeah. is so important to you. Yeah. And the lesson that I learned from two BFCs ago was that nothing matters, and then if you don't finish the race, you will still have friends and everything's okay. I lost that lesson in the last two years. <laughs> I took that lesson, I crumpled it, ate it, shat it, and burned it. It's just gone. That lesson is gone. It's not me. a rock somewhere. It's smeared on a rock. <laughs> shat out and smeared on a rock. That's where that lesson went. Because I am just like... Preach, black teeth. <laughs> I'm absolutely out for blood. I'm just and and I that scares me because if you if you're too invested in the outcome, mm-hmm. things can go terribly wrong for you. But you know, I feel like there's a difference between being too invested in the outcome and what I think quite a few athletes struggle with, which is having a goal and putting it out for anyone like for anyone to know about yeah. it. Yeah, that's why this podcast is scary. Yeah. Because I think it's easy, and I think, I'll admit, I think in the past when people would be really forthright about what their goals were and then didn't make them, it was like, ha, 
This is why I don't tell anyone. Yes. But there's a lot of bravery that comes with that and yeah. kind of standing by what you're going for. But yeah. it's scary. It's a bit, it's, it's very like, scary because you feel like you're disappointing everyone that knows that you yeah. said Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, I think it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to yeah. be like, this is the thing I'm going for. Oh, man. I just, I have I been having this problem now where I'll lay down in bed at night and I will envision the trail ahead. And I'm just looking at the trail as it goes along and I'm doing all the pieces of the course. And then my heart goes. And and then I'm in bed and my heart rate is like 90. Because I'm thin. That's high. It's extremely high for me. Um, I'm sorry, you're being serious. Keep going. Death serious. Because, and then I'm just like, I just don't remember the last time I got this nervous about a race other than cyclocross, where you're just picturing all the things that can go wrong. I feel like, I can't remember, but I feel like you have had a competitive ultra before. Really? Where I wanted to, I was going out for something serious? Yeah. And it all went wrong. Well, one of them was 024 this year where I was like, I'm ready. It is mine. I'm going to do 110. And it was just like, boom. <laughs> Unless I don't want to. <laughs> Unless I don't want to. Unless I'd rather sit in a no-gravity chair and eat six burgers yeah. as a vegetarian. Although to be... To be more specific, it was more like, unless I buy a house and close on it the day before the race. Okay. Still, a post out, and there's no way we can slice it any differently. And what was the other one? That I was really out for blood, that I was, like, interested in the end. Ozarks, you were kind of out for blood. I was. I I said I wanted a podium. Yeah. I said that to my coach. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah. And that was good. That's kind of hysterical. Yeah. It's just all the doubt is so brutal because when you get there, the bargaining is so real. And the number one bargaining that always comes to my mind is that this is so insignificant. Yeah. Like, children are starving. People have real jobs. Who cares Someone about any of that? Someone is doing real work out there, and you're like, oh, I need to finish my race. And you're just like, this is stupid. You know, maybe we need to conjure up instead of the mental image that you and I normally have, which is like. People are boating right now. Yeah. Why are we running yes, trails? Sure. Or like, those people are floating down the river. <laughs> or those people are hiking. How novel is that? Like, oh my God. Instead, we need to do the other and be like, instead of people are having a good time those right now. Those idiots are hiking. We, we should be like, no, we should be like, there are people out there right now that are doing Nolan's 14. Or that are climbing, uh, a, you know, trying to Mount summon Everest. a mountain. Like, truly. I mean, there probably is people trying to climb, climb so, Mount Everest. Like, thinking of the people who are doing something Worse. Yeah. Somewhere, I'm being like, I can't be a wimp about this because somebody out there is doing something way harder and I mean, not being a wuss. Uh, I must, I have a very limited field of vision because I'm like, what could possibly be harder than I'm doing right now? <laughs> uh, I am not. I am Well, now. I think I should think about Everest because when I think about all that gear and being cold and not being able to stop to eat because you feel your feelings will break. What? Your, your feelings will freeze? fingers, but I'm very tired. <laughs> Don't suck on I'm so tired. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So this is going to sound like it's a good time, but it's bad. Lauren is cresting and and going over over the cliff. Over the cliff. <laughs> You know what? I, I'm literally going to just keep talking while you keep laughing. So, BFC is in seven days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to it. I'm going to pretend like this is not happening. BFC is in seven days. Lauren, which is typical race week taper craziness, has come down with a bit of a bug, which is pretty normal for at least one of us to have. Yep, this is still going. No, you don't need to check your headphones. Oh my god, I can't even. We have to stop. We have We will not, but take your time.
All right. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm, okay. Well, I had no intentions of that ever happening uh-huh. live uh-huh. in my whole life. Good. Now it's on tape for all the oh, world. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I get these fits, guys. I'm sorry. I genuinely get laughing fits, and I can't stop them. I know we seem like really <sighs> tough people, but in the end, oh, a God. single laugh spell can break one of us. I, oh, man. I'm sorry. If I get sleepy or tired or sick or any combination of those things, I get a laughing fit, and it's uh, it's quite dark. <laughs> so you should you should talk about being sick. Oh, okay, well. Uh, yeah. Oh, yesterday morning I had my... I was so pumped to be able to do one of my final taper... My last final taper long run. Don't smile at me right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I had 90 minutes to do with a 20-minute up-tempo, and I thought... Which ended up being how many miles? Seven and a half. Okay. Which is actually really good for me. Yeah. But I had no climbing to do. I went to I went to Allen Creek, where it's, you know, you only get 300 feet of elevation gain, which actually made me feel a little bit like I should have gone to Clear Creek. But my coach said Rolling Hills. Yeah. So, um, oh, I was so bummed out. I, get, I got out of the car, ripped the Band-Aid off, because it was raining and cold. It was like 62 degrees outside and pouring. This week has literally seen... 91 degrees and 55 degrees for my run. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, so I got two miles into the woods and I felt like all of my limbs had detached from my body and then my head floated away like a balloon. And I was like, oh. In a bad way. <laughs> In a bad way. I felt like, oh no. Like, my proprioception was all wonky. Like, I, I would lift my foot and then have it be in the air and then it would land and I would feel like it was not in the timing with what my body felt like it was doing yeah you know just like medicine head yeah um so I stopped and sat on a rock and then I realized um I'm in a, like a see-through tank top in the rain with the cold sitting on a log not my best choice yeah so luckily two out two back was enough for the woods for 60 minutes which cool. was perfect and then I went to the road where a bunch of people were driving like idiots but uh, pounded out a couple 830s on the road, just feeling like, like, dumb and dumber snot coming out of my, my nose. Yeah. And just like, like flit, like not interested in form at all. It was yeah. like survival. Where somehow the entire bottom of your, your foot, foot is slapping yeah, the you're ground. just like throwing your body at the ground. I, I know exactly what you mean. thonking my body just into Just completely cement. hinged at the hips, bent <laughs> yes. over at like a 70 degree angle. Yes. Yes. Uh, and 70. I... 70. No. Mm, 150. I don't know what that means, but I kept going past... I went to the second parking lot past P2 to just get miles in the word on the road, and there was, like, a group of guys out in the rain with, like, tents up and a bunch of gear, and I could not tell what their hobby was. I, I can't even tell you how weird. Like, a bunch of yes. gear... Where? At P2, like, at, the, at a boating launch. But they were not boaters, nor were they hunters. And they had all this gear and what... Were they just fishing off the coast? They were not near the water. Oh, oh. That's the part that confused oh. me. So they... But I must have been... My hobby is also confusing to them. Because I passed them three times while thonking my flat feet on the ground with boogers Plot everywhere. twist. No one was really there. Oh. 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 Hair of the dog, Lloyd. Little hair of the dog. Yeah. Uh, I had a weird day. So then I came home and basically made... I barely could get it together to make some run fast, eat slow soup. And the entire time I was furious that I had to be upright. And then I slept the rest of the day yesterday. And then other than yoga, I've been in bed all day today. So, Which for Lauren is like... I, I could spend an entire day sitting on the couch watching TV even when I'm healthy. But for Lauren to spend any additional time... Like, laying down or anything, I mean, it would be like me taking a month off from doing anything. Yeah, it's very unusual, and my husband can tell when I'm really effed up, because, like, I made a comfy spot in the living room, and, like... Which is a nest of blankets and yeah. other assorted items yeah, that she's, comfy spot. she's gathered from the woods nearby. <laughs> Small Little pieces of string. scraps of string. Old feathers. Yeah, yeah, shiny pieces of tinfoil. Uh-huh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, he knows that I'm really ill because I really couldn't like do anything but that. What did you watch? I watched Girls. I, oh, I rewatched yeah. a whole season of Girls, and I watched Random Acts of Flyness on HBO, which I think is the best show I've seen on television in a decade. Okay. Um, I know it's not made for me. I'm a white lady. It's definitely maybe it is made for me. Maybe it's made to educate me as well because everyone is racist. Uh. 
it's very important. It's basically like black surrealism. And it is art. It is high art. I wish we could look at where we started four minutes ago <laughs> to... To me it, talking yes, about it's good. black surrealism. I know, it's good. I had, I really, I'm glad I brought it back together because that, the laughing fits have gone into like hysterical crying before, so I'm glad that we're here talking about yes. black, black surrealism. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not even going to laugh with you because I'm scared of the end of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, BFC. Mm-hmm. We, right before we started recording... Lauren was like, uh, what are we going to talk about? I said BFC, and she said, we already talked about BFC. I was like, it's what we're thinking about. Yeah. We're going to talk about BFC. Podcast has to be organic. It has to come from our true hearts and our true yes. spirits. And our true hearts It has and to spirits. be a representation of our true selves. And that is, we are, like, breathing BFC. We are reviewing the mess. So what does that mean? So what does that mean? So logistically, yeah. it's looking at all of our course maps for yep. the last three years. Yep. For me, it's like tallying up some data, like seeing my weight trend over the last four years and seeing if power to weight ratio is actually beneficial to me, which in the end it was not. It means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. Six more pounds, still did better at BFC. Yeah. Four less pounds, did not matter. Like the weight trends didn't affect me. Um, climbing wise, uh, I, I, I climbed a moderate amount last year. I did a lot of speed work. That was when Jen Shelton was my coach. Yeah. It was a tremendous amount of speed track work. And But you were stoked. You were stoked with oh, how your training, Jen great. Shelton training played out for BFC. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I would not have been able to sprint down one of those climb, those descents at the speed that I did had I not been pounding the track that whole yeah. season. So it was like I sort of built up some skills over the years and like put them all in a basket. Yeah. And for you, uh, climbing has never been. It's never been a bad time. Yeah. It's never been a bad. I'm not time. the best at it, but I don't. You hate, don't hate it. I don't hate it, and I think that's a huge advantage to us mm-hmm. because I think people who hate it stop a lot. Yes. And you would be surprised by how much two second breathers yeah. will add up for yeah. a climb. And if you can just go slow as hell, you will pass a bunch of people who charged up the thing. And I can relate to that because even as a person who would do the climb slow as hell, I still hated it and would still stop because I was like, I hate this. I just hate this. When? And it just, every year. Every year on Rat Draw is when, I, it? when I'm doing like the windy, the windy toy steps, which is me- yeah. like meaning that your, your foot still, <clears throat> your footsteps don't actually clear like a whole foot yeah it's like your toes are halfway on your other foot as you go along um i never knew you hated that yeah i've always seen you as somebody who enjoys climbing no that's been that has been recent that's probably been within the last year and a half okay i did not know that which is good so that's like as i've tallied things up in comparison to the last time i did bfc that's one of them i do not hate climbing oh good yeah. yeah, to me that's a skill in the basket because... And again, to be very clear, your feelings about climbing and how you actually do it climbing are two different things. And learning that you can not hate climbing, mm-hmm. even if you're not good at it, mm-hmm. it really does take a load off yourself. Oh, it does. Because then you don't have anxiety about the upcoming climb, and then you can just take it however you need to. Yeah. And if that means, like, you go slower and slower and slower, you do. It just, like, when when I've been in conga lines where people are, like, cussing, I just yeah. have to tune them out, man. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a downer. It's like anything else. And since I've started reframing it as, like, oh, this is time that I get to walk. Mm-hmm. I get to walk this whole next section. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're going up, like, a, you know, 45-degree pitch. Yeah. Because I still am just thinking in my head, like, I, I don't have to run at all for the next yeah. hour. To me, there's also, like, so much novelty involved. And, like, I'm, you know, I have so much love for the Barkley lore that just to be on Rat Jaw for me is just, like, who <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be there. So when people are saying, like, making these memes about, like, I hate my life and I want to die, then I, I sort of feel like, then don't, don't go. Yeah. Because, like... It, to me, it's, like, so hard that it's silly, and that makes me laugh. Like, yeah. I'm thrilled to do something that's absurd. Yeah. That's so exciting for me. I always think it's interesting to think about how much weight we add as runners and what the race adds, because I can still hear Laz in my head talking about how long it takes to go up Rat Jaw, and he's like, you can go up Rat Jaw in, like, 25, He always minutes. says that. And you could. Like, it by itself... 
You yeah. could. Like, so it's sure. funny that, you know, come race day, it's it's an hour because... It's a solid hour climb. Yeah, because we kind of wallow in it and are, you know... I, I'm not saying that it doesn't take an hour. I'm just saying I think because it is the hardest climb yeah. of the course, it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, like, and people also just, like, literally lay down on it. Yeah. And sometimes in years when it's been cut... I've had to climb over people's bodies to get up it. And that is <laughs> not bodies. That is not an exaggeration. That is a real thing yeah. that happened. Yeah. I have had to put my hands on shoulders of people who were in the way because if you, you know, there is a little bit of a trail yeah. going up. You know, that is something I've I've thought about as we've t- we've talked about goals for this year and trying to be like a little bit farther ahead in the pack than normal, like come yeah. the end. Yeah. Is the trail will be a little less defined. Like, I've often thought about, this is not the problem we will have, but I've thought about that. In addition to how tough it would be to be in the very front and in the elite runners, just from a pace perspective and a work perspective, Mm -hmm. they're cutting the trail. They are cutting the trail. That doesn't bother me for testicle, because I feel like you can kind of just literally hurl your body down that thing. But for rat jaw, that's quite formidable. It's like manual work. To it get is like manual labor unload. because um, it is over six feet high. Yeah, I guess we could have. We'll say for the uninitiated. Although, if you're listening to this podcast, you should know what rat jaw is. But <laughs> rat jaw is, I think it's a point eight mile climb that goes two thousand feet, ish. Yeah, something like that. Ish. Um, it's very steep. It's a power line cut and. Half of the BFC years, it's been mowed, and half of the BFC years, it has not been mowed. Did Gamble. I just say the same thing? Yeah. Half the year's mowed, half the year's not mowed. You said it There right. we go. When it's mowed, it does, it does help, but it makes the whole thing a stabby field of needles. Yeah, if you fall, you could, like, penetrate your leg very yes. deeply. Yeah, not to say that it's still not better, but the years that it's <coughs> not mowed... It's insane. Like, the, I mean, the briars are... I mean, it, you guys... Everybody has power line cuts around you, whether it's flat or not. When you cut underneath power lines, you allow all of these invasive weeds and mm-hmm. stuff to grow. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be in Tennessee that it's saw briars. Mm-hmm. And, we're, like, no shit... And, sh- and, and honeysuckle and, and just re- really dense. Yeah, and really trying to keep it this conversation, like, not hyperbolic. The briars are literally six foot tall. Yeah. And you can see rat jaw on some of the, from the marked trails at Frozen Head, so we're not giving away any, like, classified intel. Mm-hmm. But on years where it's not mowed, I mean, you can go and stand next to where rat jaw is, and the the foliage yeah. is taller than you yeah. are. I mean... So you either have to... You, when people make the path ahead of you, you sort of crouch down, and then you go through a tunnel that's like a, a man-made... Shoot. Shoot. Yeah, it's so it's like a deer trail yeah. that's been made by 30 humans ahead of you. Yeah. So I don't think that I'm going to be that much farther ahead that no. there's not going to be... No, but I mean, it, it is crazy to think about being not only in the lead, but having to cut Do a trail. Do the yeoman's and, work of yeah. the trail. Yeah. yeah. And rat jaw is very different than testicle, because when rat jaw is grown in, there's definitely <laughs> a way to go on rat jaw. Like, there are places where you can kind of run into, like, I'll, I'll call it a cliff, like a tiny, like, face that's just yes. right in front of you yes. and that you can't see with everything grown in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you we'll have to see. reroute. Yeah. You got to go back and reroute. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. That, that'll be... I, one of the things we've been talking about this week as a variable that we haven't had for BFC before is rain because oh of God. the hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane Florence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been, y'all. Yeah, it's been raining for like the last two days here in Columbus. Like straight. I mean, it oh, kind of it kind of hasn't stopped at all. Yeah. Uh, and having been to Frozen Head before, when there's a lot of rain, the park changes a lot, and those power line cuts and a lot of those big climbs become muddy, swampy messes. Like last year, testicle was muddy, was and very, again, I did not run, muddy. but like watching video and listening to these guys retell about it. Uh, do you remember if it, it didn't rain while we were there though? No, it did not. It was just wet. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like if it were to rain like the However, day before, yes, it gets muddy because people slide down it. Yes. So if you're the first person down, it's not slick. It's just squishy. Yeah, but the two years I did it, it was 
slidey dirt, but it was not uh-huh. muddy. Last year, it was a full funhouse butt scoot. Shoot. I think the word you're looking for is shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit show. That's it. Mm-hmm. It was. Because everybody who came back out of it was it was so painful because this, this happens every year, but the mud dries... Yeah. Behind your legs in these two little poopy streaks, because <laughs> you've been yeah. sliding down the hill, yeah. and then you come back up and you dry off on the yeah. opposite side. And this of the is trail. also where everyone's undergarments become exposed. Yeah, because everybody's cut, literally sliding on their bones. I've done it three years. I've cut my pants wide open two years. One of those years, my whole butt was ex- exposed. Not okay. my not my bare butt, but my undies were exposed. Yeah. And then the following year, I was descending, and this guy next to me was like. You're the girl with the butt from last year. And I was like, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Things that I'd like to be known for. Also funny that, I mean, so we usually go in matching tights on years that we both go. So as being one of two people with matching tights and pretty silly outfits, yeah. it's funny that you created something else in addition to that silliness. That they're like, oh, do you remember me? Because I was wearing uh, half red, half blue tights. Nope. No. What about the, because I wore a shirt that had fake blood on it? Nope. 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 No, no, no. Your ass. I remember your, butt your ass. was hanging out. <laughs> Your butt was hanging out, Khaleesi. Um, I had a story that I was reminded of that, you know, and it's oh, gonna, you're going to go there. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it was in the, this is in the yeah, yeah. TMI realm, but whatever. You guys, I know you guys. You yeah. guys are cool. Oh, I love I, that I can you're willing to tell this story. Hell yes, I am. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> this goes in the category of ultra running beauty tips. So first, mm. first beauty mm-hmm. tip is when painting your toenails, uh, and you are miss if you are missing a toenail to paint, paint the, the skin, skin, make it look like you have a toenail there. Second beauty mm-hmm. tip comes from the Barclay Fall Classic. The first year, uh-huh. we were wearing matching camouflage East Bay tights. Uh-huh. Yes, East Bay still exists. White cotton t-shirts. White cotton shirts that had uh, that we had put fake blood on. It was red puffy paint, I think. Yeah, DNFQ. I mean, ju- just kidding. On. It was our actual blood. It we blood. drained it over the course of several days. It was fine. Blood. Uh, and I had, I don't think I had started my period that day, but I was on my period and we were doing like the first descent. And as it happens, you know, if you're descending, your blood just shakes, shakes out right of your out. uterus. Mm-hmm. Shakes and on out. all of a sudden I realized I have a, blit, a big like period stain in my camouflage tights. Oops. And the second beauty tip I'll offer you comes from this experience. <laughs> If you find that you have an unfortunate period stain in your pants while running a race or any training run, I encourage you to smash mud into your crotch to cover it. (laughs) We were standing on the Jeep trail and I was peeing and I turned around and Annie had a handful of like dirt mud and she goes, I'm going for it. And she just smacked it into her crotch and rubbed it all over her pants. I was like, what did you just do and why? Because I didn't even notice the blood stain. Because I kept, I think... I can't remember who was behind me. It was somebody else we knew. I was, like, asking if you could see anything. And I was just like, oh, like, can you see anything? And I was so, like, worried about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cover my crotch in mud. And then I'm just going to forget about it. And I did. It was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, I love that story. I want to think I don't know why I smacked it so hard. You 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 brought your arm up and you just went... I was throwing the perfect spiral into my vagina. I don't know why you did it like that. It was so violent. I think think it's like running and jumping into a cold pool where I had to be like, one, two, three. (laughs) Let me just throw this here mud cake at my... And my lips. You know, if we didn't have black teeth, I would wish that we were doing this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Oh, oh. oh, God. Yeah. Well, I want to hear a couple other ultra... We used to have some beauty tips. We made a little video about things that you should do. Oh, like eating eating and running. Yeah, we should share those videos yeah, again sometime. Those are funny. Uh, but yeah, so long story BFC history. So we've been... So in prepping for this, for the race, we've been geeking out on maps and, uh, you know, one thing we haven't done is we have not reviewed past logistic reviews, which is kind of incredible. I'm sure that we oh, have. So I'm sure. I know that we've mentioned this before, but pretty much after every event that we do mm. together, including it's like everything, you know, we just, uh, ate dinner that I made. We'll probably do a logistics yeah, review. Yeah. <laughs> we like to review logistics for pretty much everything we do. Because as soon as you are done with a race, like the next day, everything that you learned or remembered is gone. So we do like pros and cons, do this, never do this, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. 
Uh, and some of them contradict each other. Yeah. Like, one of them is like, don't forget sunscreen. And then the next race, the following year, is like, never, ever wear sunscreen. Ever. Flesh will totally suffocate. <laughs> never. But need to look at that. Uh, and, of course, the old adage, never wear anything new on race day. Yeah. I've almost bought everything new. So yeah, me that's, too. That's good. That's good. Our silly matching tights, which we won't share, you know, what the, the theme will be. Uh, I bought a visor, which... I tend to be very anti-visor. Me too. But I really want to get the maximum coolness advantage. How are are you gonna take that off and buff elephantitis your head with ice? There's no ice. There was ice at the prison last year. Okay. If there is, of course. If there is ice anywhere, I will be ice at the marathon. Because of our coolers. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. If I have enough room, I almost two significant ice buffings. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Logistics. Logistics. <laughs> so I will look for those notes tonight. Okay. Uh, but yeah, tights. Oh. I have a new shirt on the way. Our drop boxes will be coolers. Uh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a Stanley Adventure seven quart cooler, uh, which is about the size of a shoebox, and I bought that like two days ago. And I went to yoga this morning to meet up with Lauren, and she was like, "Hey, by the way, I just got a new cooler that." You can put some of your stuff in if you want. She was like, it's a Stanley. And I was like, is it the Adventure Cooler? She goes, yes. Seven quart. I was like, just got it. She was like, is it in green? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, just bought the exact same cooler. The exact same same person. Uh And totally on a completely different tip, but also purchased from, well, possibly purchased from Amazon. I sent Annie a screenshot of a, like, (laughs) light blue and pink sort of cotton candy like, Asian cosplay wig with two little, like... Ponytail like, Ponytail yeah, yeah. on yeah. the sides. And I sent her a screenshot, and I was like, we definitely need these. And she was like, already looked at that. <laughs> already looked at that. So we're definitely going to do a race in an anime cosplay wig. Oh, God. I always wanted to, like, wear, like, knee-high fur boots and an anime cosplay wig yeah. to a race of some kind. It's a lot, it's a lot to run in, though. It is, but uh, that's what Ragnar's for. True. If you could ever convince me to do Ragnar again. No. no. I don't know who's trying to no. convince you. No, no, it's a terrible no. time. Sorry, Ragnar. It's a bad time. Other BFC preparedness things. Cooler, tights, shoes. I got my uh, New Balance Summits that Ooh. I'll be wearing. So we will be wearing the exact same shoes. Oh, I'm actually flip-flopping. Oh, I'm yeah. What are you considering the Adidas... Whoa. Uh, Punky Brewsters is what oh, I call them. Yes, that's the official name. Version 1 or 2. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't actually know what they're called. Yeah. They're the Wolf Shoes. For me, I'm back and forth because I really love the KOMs. Is that what they... What are the ones? I think they're called the New Balance Summit KOMs. The New Balance Summit KOMs I enjoyed because I love the square boxiness of the New Balance. And I love their slight rigidity in the midsole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that toe. I mean, they're straight shit kickers. Oh, they actually have, like, a work toe on the end of them, which I really like. Yeah. But for some reason, my toes were smashing into the toe box on the very steep descents. Mm-hmm. And I'm more interested in the grippiness of the lugs on the Adidas shoes because I just picture myself descending a dusty meth lab hill, and I think, what shoe do I want? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely the Adidas. I do think there are features for shoe features for each race where it's like, this is the one thing that has to be exactly right, and everything else is kind of secondary to that. And for BFC, I do think it's grip. It's straight up grip. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the Adidas then. So, uh, and I got more pairs of them if you need them. I also had the thought of, have we ever changed shoes at the marathon cutoff? I have never. It's funny because I don't remember ever swapping out that much stuff. The time is so limited because you have to do your swap out work before you go check in. But I I even, I don't remember like dropping much stuff. Like, and I'm just thinking because the first part of the course is so like much more rugged and, mm -hmm. you know, it's so much more time. Whereas the last section of the course tends to be all on trail and... Mm -hmm. You're not bushwhacking through anything, so it's like, you don't need shin coverage. Oh, no, I'm going to essentially get naked for the yeah. final 10 miles. Yeah. I, I got a, a, a new three-quarters black sports bra oh. that has, like, extra wide shoulder straps. Cool. Um, Are you doing vest or no vest? No, I'm ditching the vest. I'm going to either wear a waist 
pack or two handhelds that I can wear on my wrists so yeah. that I can climb with my hands on my knees, which is cool. what I did in New Zealand. They're, they just lean on the sides of the outside of my wrists. Yeah. It, cool. I don't know why it works. It looks dumb, but it feels great. You know, I would do that if I wasn't just a jangly bag of bones come the last climb. Is it just because you need everything? I, I don't know. I guess I feel like it. I don't know if it's because I either feel like I need, need to, to have food that and drink. That's like, what you would tell me to do. Yeah. Because I'm going to wear a tiny skinny waist bag that will have my headlamp, some booty wipes, and like Tums. Yeah. And one serving of food. And then I'm going to have two Tailwind bottles. Yeah. I should probably think about that because the other thing I thought about... It will feel about, so good. I know. It will feel very good. And also, I think in the past, I've been so fucked up on the <laughs> on chimney top that I've been like, I need to carry all the stuff with me when I'm ready to drink it. And by the time I'm able to drink it, it's like, it's time to descend! Yeah. The whole way up chimney top, I find myself taking sips or bites of things and spitting them out. Yeah. Because my body's like, you know, yeah. yuck, it hurts and I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. My also, body hates food on chimney top. Also, just thinking if I'm that wrecked, I should be more conservative in how much weight I carry. I think that's the answer. We'll, we'll see when I'm there and so, like, Annie ran out of two bottles at the rocks. <laughs> so we're going to get, uh, so we're going to get naked, cut our pants off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throw away oh, all of our gear. It would look so weird. It would look so weird. It would look like would men's look biking shorts yeah. from the 1980s. Yeah. And if, if I do cut them, it will be like right at right. the knee, not like, below, like not m- above, right in the Ew. middle. Ew. Uh-huh. Like jorts. Like pirates. Like jean like jorts. pirate pants. Pirate pants. Ew. Ew. It'd be Ew. awesome. But yeah, if, also, if I could get rid of a vest, I could do a sports bra, which... there's For you, extremely important. It is. For, yeah, I mean, for me, I just... The pack, the feeling of the pack is... Yeah. Like, uh, it actually causes me major fatigue. Yeah. And it's weird that I, I don't know if... Again, I'm two years more experienced than I was the last time I did the Fall Classic. Mm-hmm. But I don't even remember thinking about... I never trying remember. to get out of clothes. Yeah. Like, I think because no. I normally get into draw bags, and I'm like, ah! Yeah. Ah! I was just so worried about getting to Laz on time. But you had plenty of time. I had 20 minutes last year, and I was still like, Because ah! I really was excited about finishing early. Yeah. Yeah. Not early. Better than before. Yeah. There is no early. Not as late. There is no early there. Not at all. So in the past... You've run, and I, you know, I should know this offhand, but while, while I'm figuring it out, you are going to say you're going to go through your BFC times because I think that's super relevant. Do you Um, know them offhand? Barely. Uh, yeah. So 2015, I did it in like 12 hours and you'll figure that out. 12 hours and 13 minutes maybe was our first one. Actually, it's on your wall. Hold on. Uh, what's on my wall? Your finishing time is on your, uh, 1221. No, that's 2016. Okay, no, I'm wrong. So, 2015, I think I did it in... Oh, because we finished the... I got Together on the first year. Yeah. 2015, I think I did it in, like, 12.15. 2016, I did it in 12.33. And 2017, I did it in 12.09-ish? Uh-huh. Or 12.07. I don't know. So, that's... So, medium, long, short is how... Is the trajectory of my years. So, 12... So, it's funny for me. So... Now I remember this. Uh, so 2015, 12, 19, 21. 2016, I ran a 12, 21. Yes, you beat me by 10 minutes. That's the year that I, I apparated. That you apparated. Yeah. But I remember I had trained so much harder for mm. BFC 2016. And, like, my only goal was to, to finish. Beat the previous Was time. to beat my year from, tw- or beat my time from 2015. And I did it two minutes slower. Yeah. Which, that's the tough thing about BFC. I mean, it gets course, harder every year. Or thus far, the course has gotten harder every year. And you can tell that by the winning times. Because the winning times have gone up by, like, an hour More than, every yeah, year. They, it was, like, 7.36, 8.36. 9.55. The first year was actually like a six, six and a half. half. It was something crazy, but that that course was very different yeah, than was year no two. Yeah, there was no testicle, right? Or there yeah, was it was no... something like there was no off-trail climbs or something like yeah. that. I'm sure someone will write in and correct us. Yes, please do. Yeah. Send us that paper yeah. mail. But that's funny. Now, as I've been thinking about what would be a good goal for me for this year, I've thought like, oh, I should, you know, beat whatever my PR is. It's and not actually a good idea. No, it's probably not. But it's funny, though, because 
my PR is essentially the time that I have run the last two times that I've done it, which is like 